Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Franchise Bible Coach Radio Show with Rick and Rob. Uh, Rick Grossman, my co-host, is not with us today, but never fear, we have an awesome guest uh, from R&R Tire, and I'm going to introduce our guest in just a moment. Uh, but before I get into that, I want to thank our sponsors. They make it possible for us to have the show and, and share it with you, our audience. So first up is SEO Samba. I want to thank them. Uh, they are the, the innovators and creators of an award-winning platform called the Franchise Marketing Operating System. And you can learn more about SEO Samba at seosamba.com. Also would like to support, thank, the, thank entrepreneur.com for their support and the Franchise Bible Coach uh, radio program. So with, without further ado, I want to uh, uh, introduce our guest. His name is Vince Ficarota uh, with uh, R&R Tire, and he's the VP of Franchising. How are you doing today, Vince? Doing great today, Rob. It's a beautiful right. Great day. Great. I, and, and Vince, did I get all that right? Did I get that all correct? You did. All Vince, right, good. Did actually say my last name properly is a, a, a big feat. So. All right, good. That's the key. Express I, I is the brand name. That get that one right, too. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much, Vince. Well, you know, as we get started with the program today, uh, one of the first things we like to start with is to tell us a little bit about your brand and, and your, your role there and how you came to be in that role. Well, gosh, we, we um, you know, we're celebrating our 20th uh, anniversary, R&R Tire Express is, and uh, starting in the year 2000, Larry Sutton, our CEO and founder, uh, had uh, created the, the R&R uh, brand, actually was known as Rent and Roll, Custom Wheels and Performance Tires. So R&R originally was, is the acronym for Rent and Roll. And uh, as, as years have gone by, we've evolved into the R&R Tire Express. And there's a whole storyline behind that. Uh, my involvement with the brand, uh, I, I can go all the way back even further where my relationship with the founder, Larry Sutton, and this will kind of all come together as, as we go through uh, our show today. But uh, I started in the, the rent-to-own industry working for Larry Sutton when I was 19 years old, which was just a few years ago. But <laughs> Uh, so I've known uh, Larry for, for quite some time now, almost 40 years. Um, I think I just told you my age, but um, <laughs> the, 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 the rent and roll concept was really something that uh, Larry had gotten into uh, after visiting Texas and seeing a few stores that he was considering purchasing. Didn't want to really ha uh, manage a business across multiple states. So came back to Tampa and started the first rent and roll here in October of 2000 when the first store opened. I joined the brand a couple years later when Larry called me home and said, Vince, I've got a new business model. This thing is, is fun. Uh, you ought to check it out. I did and, and joined the team uh, in, in 2002. So I've been with R&R uh, now for 18 years and helped Larry open his third store in the R&R uh, chain. And uh, it was then that we saw the opportunity as a franchise. We didn't know anything about franchise. We could barely spell tire, let alone franchise. At yeah. the time. 
Uh, but uh, Larry in charge me with learning what it was going to take. Uh, and uh, we created, uh, if you remember at the time, it was the UFOC or UFOC was the uh, yes. FDD. Uh, so we had to, to, you know, adapt what we had in business uh, practices, put it into a format that, you know, could be scalable. And we started the, the rent and roll franchise uh, in 2003. So here we are. Uh, you know, 17 years later uh, for the franchising effort, we have 135 locations open in 24 states, uh, uh, another 200 under development contracts already. Uh, so, you know, life's been good. And uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm part of the team. Now, part of that process, a uh, uh, storyline that I wanted to let you know is as, as VP of franchising, uh, I actually own a small stake in the franchise system. Having worked with Larry for so long, uh, he gave me some sweat equity. So I speak to most of my candidates, not from a position of sales only or awarding a franchise as much as I, I've done many of the, uh, you know, not necessarily ground up, but I've worked in a store. I've, I've changed tires. I've, I've done some of the stuff that, that need to be done every day and, and can speak to the business model beyond that of, uh, the economics and unit uh, measurements and KPIs and stuff like that. So uh, that's really, really fun. And I enjoy what I do. So life has been good. That is cool. That is cool. And that, that is rare. You know, not every system can say that, 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 you know, when they interact with you, get to know you, if they are considering a franchise that they can actually work with a guy that like you, it's been there 18 years because a lot of times, by that time, the CEO or owner is not in the mix every day, right? When you get up right. over into the hundreds of units. So that's pretty cool. Um, so tell, tell me a little bit more about the model, though, because it's got me thinking, and I want to make sure the audience really understands the model, right? So clearly, it's, it has to do with tires and servicing customers. Tell, tell me about who you serve and how that's different or unique from your point of view. Thank you, Rob. That's a, it's a great question because R&R Tire Express is not just another tire dealership. Uh, on the surface, that's exactly who we want to appear as. When you, when you see one of our store locations, you'll think, my, that's a beautiful tire dealer. You know, and, and yes, what do they do there? We do tires and custom wheels and some alignment work. Uh, we're open-minded to anything that may make sense, such as brakes and shocks that are in the wheel well. But for the most part, we wanted to stay in our lane and do something really, really good. And that's tires and wheels. And um, what's unique about us, though, is the rental concept. So we can come to a market and provide consumers that are basically blue-collar, uh, maybe middle-income America, think of in terms of, uh, 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 in fact, the U.S. Census, I like to quote oftentimes, where uh, two-thirds of America, uh, American households, don't have $1,000 in savings, you know, uh, much more than that. Uh, an unexpected $400 expense, this is according to the census, would, would throw uh, two-thirds of American households into a, a tailspin where they couldn't pay all of their bills the following month with just a $400 uh, unexpected expense. So, and you know, tires cost a heck of a lot more than that in today's terms. If you want custom wheels, you, you could be talking a couple of thousand dollars, maybe two, 3,000. So uh, tires easily a thousand dollars, $800. So uh, when you need tires uh, and you, you need to make payments, 
the R&R option becomes very viable for a lot of people and our comp competition doesn't offer that. So we offer in-house arrangements using our lease with a purchase option. How about that? Well, I gotta tell you, I haven't come across it in my dealings with buying tires over the years, but, and it never feels good to have to make those investments usually, unless it's a planned thing yeah. that you're doing. But so most uh, of the time, you know, people do, do think in terms of, gee, a man bite dog, this, this doesn't make sense to me. How do you lease tires or rent tires? And that's, uh, that's how I can go back to when I was 19, working with Larry Sutton. Uh, he had a traditional business uh, in the rent home industry, uh, which is appliances, furniture, electronics, uh, all household goods, and using the lease with a purchase uh, transaction as the vehicle for folks to get you know, big screen TVs or a washing machine, whatever you might need for your house and be able to make payments. If you don't want to make uh, any more payments, you can give the item back and you're done. So folks that might be renting an apartment makes perfect sense. Right. Now, apply that same transition to the automotive sector and tires and wheels. And, you know, everybody just, it's hard to conceive, but really what it is, it's an opportunity to folks to get something they really need or really want and, and make uh, payments that suit their budget. So there's a lot of flexibility in the transaction and we get to help a lot of people. So it, it's been very rewarding in many senses where uh, a, a franchise owner, not only is he making money, but you're employing uh, uh, folks, giving them a good opportunity to make a, a much more than a, a living wage and uh, help your customers where they really do appreciate the opportunity to, to have something nice in their life. So. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, I mean, most franchise models have enough experience to understand how to serve their, their audiences in a unique way, right? And, and as you're taking something established and just offering it and making it easier for a large percentage of people, right? That, that right. as you said, sometimes you just need tires. So you, you can't forego the, the need of the tire versus the expense is not what you can handle. So that's, that's awesome to be able to offer that option. So and we come back to we come back to the customer, and uh, to to offer our own special spin uh, beyond the payment arrangements is uh, to try and create an experience that truly you know is something even just for a tire transaction is is memorable. We, we want to be like a, a couple of of good business models that make sense for us is the way Disney trains their folks and the experience that you might have going to. Uh, Disney World or, or, or uh, Chick-fil-A is another good example of this consistent uh, experience where it's their pleasure to serve you. Uh, so we want to be the Chick-fil-A of tire dealers, so to speak. Yeah. And our, we have a, a mission statement that is to be the best tire and wheel concept in America, that we measure every action, uh, every store transaction has to be measured against that. Would, is this the way the best tire and wheel concept in America would handle this problem for customer? Uh, we also have a, a, some purpose and vision statements that truly resonate, and that is um, serve, not service. Right. That is the separation between a, uh, a company who goes through the motions of customer service uh, versus a company that wants to serve its customers to truly make their lives better and, and do what we can uh, within reason to, you know, improve their life, to help them achieve their goals. And in our case, it's the goal of ownership of their beautiful set of brand new tires or custom wheels, whatever it might be to get them there. 
And then when we achieve that, our last statement that we, that we really go by is changed lives, changing lives. And changed lives could start with me. I mean, I'm just a regular Joe that worked for Larry Sutton. Now I, I'm a small owner of a franchise system because I've dedicated myself to the cause of making us the best tire and wheel concept in America. Uh, our franchisees' lives have been changed. Their, their staff members have been changed by, again, providing the same type of culture where an individual who works uh, on our team can be the best person they can be uh, in, in trying to grow and, and uh, promote themselves within our organization. And when, when that works, uh, obviously it flows down to the customer and having a customer have an opportunity to have a safer quality ride for their family, be able for the wife to go off to take the kids to school and not have to worry about the tires blowing out on the trip or, or going to visit family, whatever it might be. So change lives, changing lives. So again, uh, that brings us back full circle. If we do those things, we will be the best tire and wheel concept in America. That's right. Well, it's not easy to get over 100 locations. So you're doing something right. Um, but you, everything you just spoke of was very much in line with the next question, right? Uh, we talk a lot here at Franchise Bible Coach about servant leadership, right? The idea of it, the culture of it. Um, and you kind of spoke to kind of i think it's pretty well ingrained in your culture there to to, have that mindset of service and just the way your owner treated you and the way you i'm sure treat everybody that works with you and for you uh and then all all the way down to the franchisees so here we are in 2020 right about midway through the year Uh, all of us will remember this year uh the impact of of 19 uh the question i have for you is tell me a little bit about that about how the how the brand and the franchisees have worked together, how that servant leadership model has kicked in, I'm sure, into overdrive. Uh, tell us a little bit about the leadership style that you've had maybe personally and maybe or observed from the other parts of the team. Tell me a little bit of how you guys have handled the impact of this and how you've supported the franchisees through it. Well, when, uh, when, when it first started to really be impactful upon uh, uh, the business, uh, all businesses was what uh, March, mid March of this year, and immediately, you know, we circled the wagon, so to speak, and uh, tried to uh, create. Uh, we use Microsoft Teams uh, to communicate uh, across the country with all the franchise owners, and we created a group chat with all of our owners where we could have everybody communicating. So the first thing was is to increase communication so that you didn't feel like you were alone in the system having all these challenges to deal with uh, all these new uh, uh, fronts to 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 uh, uh, to confront. Um, uh, So uh, through the team's chat, we shared uh, all the information on the uh, the PPP loans, uh, what the SBA was doing. the health uh, promote, you know, all, everything that we needed to start to show up from personal uh, protection, uh, the, the PPE, is, is that, is that, did I use the right acronym for, uh, uh, the, you know, the wearing the mask to, right. to uh, social distancing. And uh, of course, many of the things that we did at the store level uh, were not necessarily uh, have to be changed. Uh, we, we always used, um, out of respect for our customer, when it came to their car, we always used steering wheel covers and seat covers and floor mats when we, you know, got into a customer's vehicle. So those things were already in place 
And uh, uh, as far as the storefront, uh, you know, some of our stores installed the, the plexi shields for any customer counter kind of, uh, 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 but aside from that, uh, you know, we don't necessarily have large groups in a tire store like a restaurant or a bar would. So our business, uh, thank the Lord, uh, was considered an essential business to keep transportation moving. Uh, automotive uh, uh, centers were uh, considered essential. So none of our stores were closed. None of our employees had to be laid off. Laid off. But out of respect, we ensured that all of the employees understood that they felt that they needed to care for someone that was in their family that got sick or, or if they themselves felt sick, that, that, you know, all the policies were put into place so that everybody could, uh, you know, maintain safety and health and so forth. Um, so as of this point, we've had a few uh, of our franchisees that I'm aware actually contracted it and got over it. Uh, a few employees as well, but overall, uh, no stores were shut down. No stores actually experienced anything but a blip in March. Uh, our numbers have remained pretty solid for the year. Uh, so again, um, uh, thank that, uh, that that we've been able to to manage to keep things together and provide employment for our staff members and team members and uh, be there for our customers that, you know, still need to get to work or they still need to get where they're going. And a lot of people, <laughs> again, it's just the way that it works, where uh, a lot of people are now using their car more often not, as opposed to less often. Yes, people are staying home more, but if you're going to go on a vacation, you're not going to get on a plane or a train, you're probably going to get in your car and go somewhere local just to go to a park and enjoy stuff. So, uh you know, all in all, I think uh, the the communication was the biggest thing. And the fact that our culture is what it is, we care about our folks, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the team members are our greatest asset. Truly, they are. They're what make us different. Tires are tires. I can't say my tire is a better tire than the other guy down the street. But the way that we treat our customer is superior because of the culture that we've created for our folks. And I, I don't think you can understate what you're saying. And I think for a lot of people that maybe be younger in business won't understand or relate. And I'll just clarify that that is, that is everything, right? It's, it is the how you serve your customers, right? And I will tell you that in my experiences with anybody I've dealt with, when I have that feeling, I refer, I return, <laughs> I buy more. I want to actually see that local business owner. And that's who franchisees are, by the way, everybody. They're local business owners like you and I. and They're your neighbors down the street, right? Um, and, and the great thing about a franchise, though, is that you get to be part of a system. You get to be part of a team, right, in business for yourself but not by yourself, right? So all those things have kind of kicked in during this, this time that we're all in, right? Where in the franchising industry, I've seen a lot of teamwork and I've seen the concept of franchise used to its maximum, right? It's when your franchisees probably communicated more than they ever have, in this, at least for that first few weeks, yeah. I would assume, right? Trying to understand. But another point you made, I think is important too, is that the, the idea of your business, yeah, it's just tires, but that's what makes it an essential business, right? Look how it weathered this storm and probably future storms. It is an essential business, an essential need for all of us. So great idea, great business model. Um, with that being said, 
What are your thoughts on the the forecast for franchise development for your brand and, and just in general? What are your thoughts on business ownership in this country? We talked a little bit uh, before the show about the need for everyone to kind of step up. And, and if you're in a shifting situation where you're, you're no longer in a career or no longer in a job, hey, business ownership might be a vehicle for you. And we need business owners. We need more jobs. We need this to happen, right? So what are your thoughts, though, uh, on the future here with the pandemic and over, say, the next 12 months? What do you think of uh, an increase or how does it look for you guys? Well, you know, the, 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 the shift is going to be, you know, I don't know if that could be like share or single name thing, but there's going to be a shift. And the shift is, was already happening prior to, to COVID-19, and that's called Internet. And it was a it was a competition between bricks and mortar, and and the online ordering world. So there have been many businesses that have had to adapt. Blockbuster is the proverbial storyline when you talk in in those terms. So many times I would refer to the R and R opportunity as one that is both internet proof and recession resilient providing a product that offers a, an above average return uh, with, the, with the product rather than is, um, gee, let me, let me say that again. <laughs> We're an internet proof business model that is also recession resilient, offering an above average return, offering a product that is always in great demand. So for us, the R&R model, for me as a franchise, uh, a VP of franchising, I always like to remind people that consider different business models. You know, there are certain things that you might want to check off. And for me, being able to say, look, you can buy a tire online, but you can't put it on your car, can you? You know, you need somewhere that's going to mount the tire to your wheel, balance it, and then properly install it on your vehicle with the right torque and everything for you to drive on down the road. And, you know, we have a value package of benefits that uh, is irrelevant to this current conversation, but um, getting everything going is the, uh, uh, the opportunity that, that R&R provides to uh, a, a potential candidate. Now, uh, overall, when times are tough, somebody's going to, make take advantage of that uh, uh, opportunity when stocks crash somebody's buying stocks right and they're gonna make a lot of money so in this uh, this time of challenges it's just that it's a challenge and i think if you can shift and work with what's going on that you'll find opportunities everywhere um, prior to the um, the, the virus uh, becoming what it is today the, the, the challenge in growing businesses was finding good people and good real estate. Now, all of a sudden, I think there's going to be a number of businesses that are closing, which creates opportunity for the next business. There's a lot of vacancies. And guess what? People-wise, from an HR perspective, I've got uh, a great amount of folks that might be looking for a new opportunity in the world. So shoring up my business model is great. So, you know, for the for the potential entrepreneur that's out there, uh, I think franchising is a great model. Of course, which franchise concept you look at is going to be a, another thing altogether. Yeah. We're all biased on that on that front. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's uh, we're all we're all pro franchise, but but uh, obviously you're you're biased to your brand, right? and you should be. 
Um, well, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about the marketing. You hit, you hit on something uh, real quick and, and just a, a brief thought on it. Is, is your marketing, uh, do you foresee it changing a little because of this? Or what are your thoughts? Or were you kind of already doing the digital marketing pretty well and reaching audiences, you know, virtually pretty well? Were, you know, were you already had your eyes set on that? Or do you see things kind of changing a little bit for you? Obviously, location and real estate is big in your business, right? People know where you are. They drive by it. But what are your thoughts on the digital side of things, given this recent situation? Well, uh, again, as you, as uh, as we spoke about before, even prior to the uh, the COVID virus uh, affecting business as as it has, the uh, shift uh, marketing wise, uh, digital, which is uh, you know you can measure your ROI, you can measure so many different things with digital that you can't with analog TV, radio, broadcast TV, and and broadcast radio. Uh, you, you're just uh, you see the after effects, but you really can't tangibly connect the dots to say this spot caused this result performance-wise. But from a digital perspective, you can. And uh, to address what you're asking, we've just been increasing more and more and more our digital presence. So I'm very proud of our marketing department. They do a fantastic job, but they've got us out there. So whether you're talking, it's somewhat of an alphabet soup, whether you're talking PPC or OTT or SEO, we're there. We're, we, we've got uh, uh, search engine optimization going on for our um, national pages, uh, as well as the localized pages. Um, we have pay-per-click going on with multiple landing pages where every time a store opens where we try to use the pay-per-click to help out with the SEO side of things. Right. OT is somewhat new for all the cord cutters out there that are doing Netflix and Hulu and all of that stuff. So, <laughs> all right, that's you all, Rob. So we've got some, some uh, video now that's starting to make a, a, a re uh, resurgence uh, back into the forefront of our marketing where radio was primarily our, our biggest push and most successful push. And it's still part of the recipe of success. So, uh, but having a good digital foundation with the brand awareness, because not everybody's in market for tires at any, at, at any given time, SEMA, uh, the Specialty Equipment Manufacturers Association says that 20% of the of the market is, is, or of the population is in market at any given time. So a lot of our marketing is just warehousing the mind with our brand. Hey, when you need tires, think R and R. Everybody needs a little R and R. The digital has been working out well, and we're leaning more to it now. It, part of that, and, and as it might tie back into the uh, to the COVID, is um, uh, contactless business, right? And we've always offered, um, and I shouldn't say always, but in the last few years, we've offered Uber rides to, to folks that either want us to come pick up their vehicle or want to drop off their car and go back to work. So we've offered that service as well. But in the last year, we tried um, a mobile Unit. So we've had uh, two or three mobile units in our system right now, somewhat of a beta, where we can take the whole shop to the consumer when we have an order lined up and install tires in the field. And I thought that that might be more popular. And I've seen a lot more of uh, discussions within the industry about mobile units. 
However, for some reason that it never took off before, uh, who knows, maybe now is the right time for mobile units to take a, a stronger foothold, which basically increases the span of uh, presence for a store unit. Uh, right. a, a broader range of, of being able to service a customer that's further away. So, that's right. That's right. Yeah, there's, there's, there's those rules I know you guys know down to the T of within 10 miles, people won't drive to a tire place or whatever, you know. Like, yeah, there's, there's, there's something like that. Exactly. Yeah, something like that, right. So that's great. Now, that is the kind of innovation that we've seen. We've, we've talked to a lot, of, uh, a lot of folks here in the last few months, and it is. It's interesting. I mean, you had an idea before it, before the, the pandemic, but it sounds like a great pandemic idea of you know, the Uber rides and, the, and bringing the tires to the, to the customer. And, and it sounds like you guys are already kind of thinking a little bit ahead. So that's really good. Um, so um, as we wrap up the show here today, I appreciate all, all the, uh, the feedback. Um, you know, whether, whether you're thinking of this from a perspective of uh, folks that are wondering what their next step in life is going to be, or you're thinking of in terms of the franchise industry and some of your colleagues that are in your position, maybe similar business models or in retail or in restaurants, you know, have been hit particularly hard. Is there anything, any, any tips or, or nuggets you've kind of picked up these last few months that you really feel compelled to share or just your general thoughts? Any, anything you want to leave the audience with? Sure. Uh, well, you know, the, 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 the thing that I started with, uh, I, I think, is, 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 is such a simple thing, almost the golden rule, right? Treat others the way that you want to be treated. That doesn't only uh, resonate with a consumer. You really need to think about the folks that are working for you and with you in your business. And those are the folks that, that really will, will carry you through. Having great communication with them, everybody being on the same team and, and pulling in the same direction. Like when, when uh, <laughs> I hate using Nemo. <laughs> Remember Finding Nemo? I when, do. I, yeah, I watched it with my kids. Dad and they're all together and they're, they got caught in that net when they all pushed in the same direction and they all pulled, they broke out of that net and they, and they got set free, but it, it only worked when you're all pulling in or pushing in the same direction. And that's what communication does. So when your folks know that you really care about them, you really care about what they're thinking, that, uh, that a servant leadership mentality is, is not just a buzzword. It really will help you through these tough times and uh, carry you over to really where you need to be. And when, it, when you're in a competitive situation, it may be the only difference between success and failure uh, to, to get you that, that, uh, that level of satisfaction and customer advocacy that, uh, that will, will get you repeat business and get folks to actually say, that's a good company. When you need tires, you need to go to R&R. &R. Mm -hmm. It's all about so that's what it's all about it's the experience and and i think in this time is an opportunity for people to really be impacted right uh, especially yeah. early on but i think it's going to continue it's it's the how does every business uh stand up in this environment right how do how do they treat me how are they dealing with this uh how are they communicating how are they being safer um it's an opportunity for you you to show your community and your customers that you care Right. Like it's just there for you. Just grab it and take it. And because people need it, they might not say it, but they, they think it. And so you guys, you, you already had a culture, but I tell you now is the time where that culture really will, people will see it, you know? So good for you. And, and I appreciate your time today, Vince. Uh, and again, you, that's going to do it. 
for today's show. Thank you very much. Again, that's Vince Ficarota, uh, the VP of Franchising at R&R Tire. Uh, so once again, I want to close the show out by thanking our sponsors, entrepreneur.com, as well as SEO Samba. And you can learn more about them at seosamba.com. Again, they're the creators of the Franchise Marketing Operating System. Thanks again to the audience. I hope uh, that you took some, some nuggets away from Vince. They were, there's some brilliant things that were in that conversation. So uh, feel free to play it over and over if you need to. But again, Vince, thank you so much. And that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you. Bye. Take care now. Bye-bye now.